This is the Confident Collective Podcast with your hosts, Christina Zias and Rayanne Langis, two plus-size models and body activists here to get real and candid about living your most confident life. Get ready for powerful conversations that will leave you laughing, motivated, and inspired. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hey, 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 hey. How's everyone doing? We're good. We're good. You know what's messed up, Ray? What? I feel like it's spring break time, but we're not taking a spring break. And why does that stop when you're an adult? I don't know. Why does that stop? We need to go on a spring break. (gasps) Confident Collective spring break. I need a vacation so badly. Well, aren't you going to go somewhere for your birthday? Yes. That's the plan, but there's, it's just like something that's going to be planned so last minute because there's like a lot of moving pieces in the air, which I would prefer not to discuss, but that big project okay. that we were working on all year, you know which one I'm talking about? Oh, that, the, the the personal project? The big personal project we've been working on all year is hopefully coming to an end. Oh. So I don't think that we're going to do anything until we figure that out, that situation out. Oh my. But can I tell you, I'm what? actually, did I tell you this already? So we're going to um, New Jersey in May. I know. I'm preparing for your for Greek departure. Easter and Mother's Day. And then I think Steve and I are going to leave baby Nico with my parents and go on a little vacation. The first vacation around from the baby. I'm very excited about it and also nervous. And I'm like, does that make me a bad mom to leave, leave my child? But no, I don't think it does. <laughs> but, no. but but I guess I'm saying that enough to get enough you, people to reassure me. Do you me know how m- kids love spending time with their grandparents? Oh, my, my time with my grandparents was the best thing. I was like, bye, mom and dad. See you never. Same. Like, this is something Nico will love. Same. And I mean, he's like, he'll be five months. It's a gift to him. And, and, and to my parents. <laughs> to that... I am really so selfless. You are so <laughs> selfless. You better go be so selfless and go to the beach. I'm going to St. Lucia for you, mom. This is for you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway. Oh, I'm living for that. I just, um, well, yeah, I booked a trip for uh, Mexico. Oh, you did? I know. In June? In June. So I'm thinking that. Well, Erin, I'm going there. She's vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll be vaccinated. We'll see. We'll see. But that's the plan. I'm like, it's just nice to have something to look forward to. And things I think are like changing. And 100%. now two vaccinated people can be in the same room without a mask. Oh, my gosh. Wait, that's know. really, really exciting. You know, what? I should probably just start booking my stuff. So I have something to look forward to instead of just like having this anxious air about, oh, we're going to do this. But nothing's planned. Yeah. I think, well, I'm glad you're going back to see your family and spend time with them. Cannot wait. And that'll be like, oh, so nice that you can have some family time with them and Nico and, oh my gosh. I'm For jealous. sure. Um, well, today we're going to be talking about making friends as an adult, friendships as an adult, because whenever I talk about this, I just get so many messages and have so many great conversations about it because it's fucking hard. So like, hard and friends are so important. And I feel like it's sometimes you feel like silly saying like, I need friends. Right. But yeah, we why, all do. Why do we get like embarrassed, not embarrassed, but like ashamed to say like, oh, I'm lonely. Like, I feel like growing up and even as adults, like y- we're supposed to have all these friends and all this stuff. And it's kind of like, I feel maybe I'm making this up. It's like shameful to be like, oh, I feel lonely or don't. I don't know. What do you think? Is no, it- I mean, I agree with you that. It does feel shameful saying that, but it shouldn't. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. Absolutely not. And I feel like so many people feel like that. And I also think that, too, obviously, I don't think you want to be, like, lonely perpetually. But I do think loneliness is kind of part of life. It comes up with seasons. And when you're in, I think it's important to, yes, have friendships and stuff, but also recognize that loneliness or solitude is part of life. And... I think it's painted in such a negative way and that it's just like a season and you can't have one without the other. You can't feel like fulfilled in relationships and stuff without having been through some seasons of loneliness, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's something I've talked a lot about with like feeling lonely and moving to LA and then going through a breakup. And I think after you go through a breakup, or like any of these life situations, like you having a baby, a move, a breakup, they all kind of are are d- different situations that may tr- test your friendships or make you realize like, 
I need friendships or I'm lacking that in those areas. I know the breakup for me, I was like, oh shit, I put everything into this one person and now he's gone. Mm -hmm. And I really felt like, okay, I've got to like establish some female friendships for sure. And I know for me, like obviously having the baby has been such a huge concern for me. Like what's going to happen to my friendships? Like, am I going to lose my friends? Am I going to be able to make new friends? Like, how's that all going to happen? Um, so we kind of like dive into that too. Mm-hmm. I remember you telling us when you were first said you're pregnant, you're like, my biggest fear is I'm going to lose all my friends. Yeah. So that has been like top of your mind. Yes. Since it, day one. No, not since day one. Since like five years ago, <laughs> when I've ever like, started thinking about kids, for sure. You know what it is? I think that I've heard so many times, like even my in-laws, they move, they live in the suburbs of Los Angeles. They're like, you're all, you'll understand when you have kids, blah, 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 blah. And I've always been like, I I need friends in my life. Like I, like I'm not going to just understand when I have kids. Like I need, I know, like I need people around me. Um, so just like, that's always been a concern of mine, but I've also realized I just have to make that effort too. You know how I picture you and Steve and Nico, I how? picture you guys being like, you're having a bunch of friends who also have kids and you go on like vacations together and condo weekends. And that is what I need. And your kids are going to grow up with the other kids and then they're going to be friends into adulthood. Like that's what I picture. That is what I need. You just attract people. Well, thank you. I hope that we can do that. But I have, we're not there yet, but that sounds, that sounds incredible to me. That is the type of life I want to manifest and create for myself. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to have condo weekends with our little babies together. I know. Also, can I just say, and I love hanging out with you one-on-one, but I can't wait for you to, for us to double date. Oh, we haven't done one double date. I actually told someone about that the other day. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I think we need to tell everyone right now. Okay. So Ray and I went on a double date that was awkward AF, right? (laughs) It was so weird. Oh, okay. Okay. We met. Oh, uh, we met in an event. I knew this guy already from being the from being the queen of West Hollywood. Yes. You know everyone. I knew him just from. He's a guy about town, but I just <laughs> knew him. Okay, Steve and I both knew him. Steve at one point like trained him a little bit. We were really friendly with him. I used to style him too. He's like super super cool. Um, and we met him at this event, and Ray was like, "Oh, he's kind of hot." He had a nice smile. Oh, wait. So are you thinking, you, wait, did you not think he was hot? Well, I just have never been with, like, I, I think bald guys can be hot, but it was just new to me. <laughs> I always forget he's bald. How do you forget he's bald? That's like his main quality. No, not his main quality. Physical quality. Like you can't miss it. A bald guy is a very like no, eye-catching. 100%. I just, I don't know why. For some reason, I just like think of his face when I picture him. I forgot about his hair, but you're right. He's bald. Yes. But you thought he was cute, right? I thought he was cute. Yeah. Like, did I make this up that you were interested in him or no? <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I think I was like, oh, I think he's cute. But then didn't he ask you about me? Yes. I think he asked me about you. Yes. But at this point, I remember you like Said saying something. that you thought he was attractive. Right. So make a long story short, Ray and I went on a double date with Steve and this guy to a sushi restaurant and i just talked to you the whole time yes but also he was like not putting on the moves like he should have i remember feeling like really disappointed in him yeah like he wasn't he wasn't really doing his he was not courting you the way he should have no it it wasn't flowing wasn't moving and then i mean he did give me a ride home which was nice okay but this is gonna sound like so messed up but i forget what happened with dinner did we get dinner I think Steve and I got dinner. No, we got sushi. <laughs> Crazy rock and sushi. No, I know that. Oh, but yeah, you I paid think for Steve dinner. and I paid for the bill, right? Well, yeah, you Steve got it. Steve and then got the bill. Yes. And then after that, we went to another bar. This is gonna sound like messed up. We went to another bar for drinks. And Ray and I got something to drink. And Steve doesn't drink. He didn't wasn't drinking anything. And I remember this guy didn't offer to get us our drinks. And I was kind of like, why isn't he buying Ray a drink? And like, I think so, I bought the drinks. Yes. Because I didn't want you and Steve, because you and Steve had paid already. And I was like, I don't know. It was just weird. I, I just remember in my like head being like, ew, he's so tacky. Like, <laughs> he's not buying her a beer. And that bothered me. Yeah. It bothered me for you. Yeah. And this was also at the very beginning of my like, I think I'd been on like one other date before then after the breakup. And so I was just like rusty. And I was like, it was just. Whatever. He didn't buy you a beer. Obviously, it wasn't happening. I know. It was not happening. All this to say is I hope we go on more double dates in the future. I I actually was swiping last night and came across this guy that honestly, I was like, oh, I feel like he'd be friends with Steve. Oh, I I love that. 
Did you? I did, but he didn't match me. So sorry. Uh, whatever. I know. He sucks. <laughs> He's not even cute. I hate him. Bye. Ugh. No, I need to get back on my swiping game. I've been slacking. Um, but anyway. You're busy. You'll get back to it. I'm busy. Well, okay, back. <laughs> short, short tangent. Um, today, as I said, we're talking about friendships, and we have on someone who's very, very special to me, um, one of my dearest and closest friends, Hannah. Uh, Hannah and I met, we went to college together. We were in the same sorority, and I actually don't remember, like, how we met, like, exactly, but um, Hannah will share that story. And she has been a person that is so great at, like, I call her the queen of, like, female friendships because she is so great at, A, making new friendships and then also establishing strong relationships. And she really treats her friendships like romantic relationships. So I was like, she is the perfect person to talk to. And she just moved to Washington, D.C. in the middle of a pandemic where she didn't know anyone. So she has so much insight on making friends and when especially when you move somewhere new and you're out of your comfort zone so i'm really excited to chat with her today should we get into it let's do it what up girl hey oh this is so fun i I told so i told no hannah told some of our other friends she was going to be on the podcast and they were all like what i think they're just jealous i was just gonna say they were jealous huh yeah oh my god for sure jealous wait we need to give a little background (laughs) to hannah because hannah is one of ray's best friends and you know, I always forget your story on how you guys met in college, right? Okay. Well, I was thinking about this on the drive over. I don't remember. How, when did we actually meet? I feel like we met at Dublin, which was like a bar. I mean, we were in the same sorority, so we kind of oh, knew okay. each other. But I thought Ray was so intimidating. Like, <laughs> the most intimidating person I had ever met. And then I remember seeing her at a bar and whatever. I'm just going to share the story, Ray. Sorry. And oh, she was fine. like making out with someone in front while dancing with a guy in the back and then turned around and made out with the guy behind her. <laughs> that was that like, night? Yes. Oh, it's like, God. I need to be your friend. <laughs> Wait, then, that is amazing. <laughs> and then a year later, we like lived together, kind of haphazardly for a summer. And then yeah. we just... Ray saw me like naked all the time. So I love to be naked. And I was just eating pizza naked in bed at like all hours of the day. And she was like, who is this bitch? Oh my God. Yeah. I forgot. We barely knew each other. And I was going, I got an internship in Des Moines for the summer and ended up living at some tennis guy's house and needed a roommate to be able to afford rent. I don't even know how much it was the most disgusting place. And I, Hannah's housing fell through and we ended up living (laughs) together and we barely knew each other. And the rest is history. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. I did see you naked very quickly. <laughs> Hannah has zero. She just is like, oh, that's what I love about you. You're just like, this is me. Like you are, I meet very few people who are like just a hundred percent authentically themselves. I mean, like I'm attracted to people who are like that. So Christina, you're like that. <laughs> Hannah, you're like that. But all right. So we're, we're kind of talking about obviously how to make friends as an adult and you first came to mind because you have so many so many friends and keep in touch though and it's not like surface level friendships like they're deep friendships like I talk to you on the phone every morning like I can't start my day without talking to you but I know that you talk to like a lot of other (laughs) people too so can you tell us like a little bit about like why friendship is important to you to start off Um, and like what your female friendships mean? Yeah. I mean, I guess I've always really valued friendships, but I don't know when, when I called off in my early twenties, I called off my engagement to my fiance at the time. And at the time I like, didn't know what I was doing with my life. (laughs) And I was like, it was a hard decision to make. And I relied on my friends to kind of help me get through that decision. But I also treated them as like a mirror to the fact that I wasn't living my authentic truth, like at all. And I remember Ray and I spoke on the phone one day and she's like, well, do you not love him anymore? And it's like, I hadn't even asked myself that question, which was ridiculous. Um, But then your friends always ask you those questions to keep you kind of accountable. 
I was like, I guess I don't. <laughs> and that was kind of towards the end of our relationship. And then through there, through that process, I really kind of looked at my life differently. Like I was going to be 23 and married, living in the Midwest to a guy in medical school, which is just not who I am. And I was like, okay, so I'm not going to be living this life where I have this one partner and I have kids really soon. And we kind of live this like picket fence life. So I'm going to start treating all of my friendships as my romantic partners, basically. Like they all kind of started filling the, that there wasn't a void, but that place. And now when I think about my future of hoping to open my life up to another romantic partner, but I would never sacrifice like the commitment I have to my friends. So I guess it's safe to say that the commitment and like the value you put on friendship came after that loss of a relationship, right? Or do you feel like yeah, you're to, always to the, growing up, you always had strong female friendships or it wasn't until you um, ended that engagement that you realized the value? I always have. I, I have like like two best friends from middle school that I'm still really, really good friends with. Um, but it was like the depth that I started seeing them didn't kind of come until after I was like, oh, my life is just going to look different. And I'm, I'm real cool with that. <laughs> it's going to include all these incredible women that I, that I get to collect sounds bad, but like bring together into my circle and love deeply and they love me back. So I feel really lucky. Well, I think one cool. of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think what's cool is throughout your life, you have, um, made friendships. So obviously you said, you know, your friends from middle school. And then when you were at, we went to college together at Drake. And then when you moved to Minneapolis and Hannah just moved to DC, how long ago now? Like in December. January. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, so she had this like virtual going away party and I like cried my eyes out because all of these people that you've touched like throughout your life were there and we each shared something about Hannah and it just showed the impact that you have um, with uh, wherever you go. So now you found yourself in DC where you knew zero people besides like your coworkers, but we're in a pandemic. So obviously how ha was that like, scary to you? How were you feeling? Like, were you scared you're going to be lonely? What was that like being like going from having obviously all these friends, which you still have virtually, but going to a city where you don't have that? Yeah, no, it was so scary. Honestly. Um, I, so I moved here a couple months ago, I bought a condo. So that was like stressful in itself. I adopted a three legged cat. Like I started grad <laughs> school. <laughs> I don't know why I was like, I need to do all these things, but I also kind of, I love to be alone, which is why I love living alone. But I also hate it at the same time. Like I have a love-hate relationship with solitude. Um, so making friends was something that I was like, I'm going to do everything. I don't even care what's <laughs> what's stopping me. So I, I say I allocated time for it. That was like my biggest thing. I asked for help, like my neighbors across the hall. I was really stupid and um, forgot to set up my energy bill when I first moved in. So I didn't have power for five days in January. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and I just like knocked on their door. I was like, hey, I'm your new neighbor. Um, do you have some extension cords I could borrow? Like I need to like run a space heater from the hallway. And they thought it was ridiculous, but also we really, we, we go on walks all the time together. We developed a friendship because they, I feel like you, when you move somewhere alone, you just kind of have to like look to people to help you. You can't be afraid to ask for help. Um, 100%. Real quick, you said you allocated time, right? What did that look like? Is that an hour every day? Is that like one day a week? Give our listeners like a little tangible time limit that they can set for themselves. Yeah, mine's not realistic, I would say, for other people. Just but because uh, I allocate about an hour and a half to two hours for my art, like already established friendships. A day. Um, a day, yeah, which is significant for sure. Mm -hmm. And then to create new relationships, um, DC's is a very like transplant centered city. So there's a lot of people coming in and out. People are very comfortable like meeting friends. So I allocate like 
30 minutes to an hour of Bumble BFF, checking in with my coworkers and asking them to like get a drink in a COVID safe way. Um, like, I mean, I go friends of friends of friends. Like people will, will kind of say to me, oh my God, one of my friends moved to DC a few years ago. And I'm like, who, who are they? Can you, <laughs> can you connect us? Um, and I'm sure that you two have found this too. People are not weirded out when you reach out to them. Like if someone reached out to you and was like, hey, you know, X said you're really cool and thought that we'd get along. We should chill. You're not going to be like, ew, who are you? You're going to be flattered and want to hang out with them. So that's just kind of the mentality I take when I like approach new people. I just assume that they're good people and they want to hang out with me because that's what I would want. So... Yeah, it's like, I think why one, I think that obviously I know some people have like social anxiety and aren't as outgoing, mm-hmm. but it's like, no, no one's going to be like, oh, why is this person right. reaching out to me? Like we but we think that in our head, we like make up this whole narrative, this whole storyline that like, like make us so nervous to reach out and that they wouldn't want to hang out with us. But that's like a lie we told ourselves really. Yeah, we get like worked up and anxious and we're like, oh my God, they're not going to like me. But like, uh, this goes back to our other episode we did with Naz. It's like, we're in an epidemic of loneliness. Like people are craving connection so deeply. So like, I guess I think what you've taught me is just to kind of let go of that and just be like, you got to carve out time, like you said, and be like, hey, sliding into DMs, Bumble BFF. What's been your experience with Bumble BFF? I have met three women so far on Bumble BFF. Two of them, we really jived and I'm definitely, I've hung out with them multiple times or plan to hang out with them multiple times, like for sure a friendship. One didn't go as well. And this is my hang up is I'm having a hard time communicating that. Like when I'm, I, I date men and if a first date doesn't go well, I'm super quick and comfortable being like yo no romantic connection you know keep it pushing but I have such a hard time saying that to a woman like how do you tell someone like we didn't click I don't know um so that's something I'm trying to work through is like how to express that to someone but Bumble BFF has been really fun I my biggest recommendations are suggest dates that like for example I'm still furnishing my condo. So we went to vintage home goods stores. So it's like you're doing something while you're kind of chatting and um, you, you learn things about people that you wouldn't normally learn. One of the things that I learned about her was that she loves old postcards. And at the vintage store, there's this like huge um, place for old postcards with like writing on it. And we spent like 15 minutes just looking at old postcards that people had written back and forth to each other that this vintage store collected and maybe you wouldn't know that if you just got drinks with someone. Um, and that can feel intimidating too, if you're not comfortable in that setting. No, I love that idea. And I also think that, I mean, I don't know what your financial situation is, right. But when you're moving to a new city, there's also a lot of money that you're spending when you're moving just in general. So all of a sudden it's like, like, Hey, you want to go grab drinks? You want to go grab dinner? Like maybe people don't have the financial means to do that, but you can certainly go window shopping or you can go browsing to vintage shops or like maybe go to a museum. Um, or if you're in LA or you can go to the, for a walk on the beach or go hiking too. So I think, um, being able to remind yourself, you don't have to spend money. All you need is good company. Absolutely. And it'll kind of allow you to figure out when you don't click. And this isn't to speak negatively about the person I didn't click with, but she just left me with her dog, which was just like alarming to me. I don't know. Um, for like 20 minutes and her dog was unleashed and cause we went on a hike and that was something that I was like, huh? Where did she go? Maybe? Like off the ledge? What do you mean? She, just she was like, with- she was like yelling at people on this hike. She yelled someone at someone, I hope you get COVID on the hike. Oh my, okay. I think you should lead with that, Hannah. Hannah, you got to tell that because I think it's good to know like not everyone you're going to meet is going to be like, oh my God, we'll be best friends. That's what you need to lead with. Um, We didn't really get along because she was hoping people got COVID and was like, well, she was, she not if she left so, it with her dog she, i mean okay so her dog was clicker trained this is i'll tell a short version of the story and she lost the clicker 
And her dog was like off leash running through this national park that we were hiking through. And she was like, I'll BRB, gotta go find it. And I was like, okay. And her dog's like running loose, all of this stuff. And then when I grabbed the dog, which I'm comfortable with dogs, but if you're not, that's like a really scary situation. Yeah. Um, I grabbed the dog and I went back like towards her and DC's, which I think LA is like this too, very COVID conscious. Like you're wearing a mask at all times. Um, and she had, I think, instinctually like pulled her mask down while she was looking. And someone was a good 20 feet away from her. And he was like, put your mask up. And she literally yelled, I hope you get fucking COVID. <laughs> I was like, damn, this is intense. Oh. Like, I just picture you standing there with like a dog <laughs> you don't know. Dog. Just like, oh my God. So awkward. She's like, I'm sorry. I, and I was like, don't apologize to me. You just wished COVID on this man. But... Oh my gosh, anyway. so stressful. That's crazy. No, but that is a good lesson. You don't just drive with everyone and that's okay. Absolutely. I'm at the age where, yeah, we're not going to click and I'm not going to like spend my time on people that you don't click with. Wait, has she texted you to hang out again? Yeah, this is my, this is my like conundrum is I don't know how to share that. I don't know. What would you do, Ray? I was just thinking about that because Hannah, I'm the same as you. Like when there's, when it's a guy and you're dating, you can be like, Hey, didn't have a connection. Wish you all the best. Just usually yeah. move on. But with a girl, it's like, I don't know. With I guess it's hard. The guy just feels like it's a numbers game. It's life, like whatever. But with the girl, it feels like this is a personal attack when I don't mean it like that. To be honest, I probably would just like say I'm busy a lot and like, just like, I mean, I guess you're just kind of like phasing it out, which is kind of shitty, but I just would feel weird being like, Hey, I don't feel a friendship connection. I don't know. (laughs) I would do the exact same thing. Phase out. I would just, yeah. Be like, Oh, I'm busy. Sorry. And then eventually like, it'll just fizzle. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there needs to be like a necessary breakup unless it's like, a friendship that's been going on for a really long time and like something happened that you need to explain. Fair. You know what I mean? Otherwise Fair. it's just like, maybe they don't care as much as you think either. And all of a sudden you're just creating this huge deal in your head. Fair. But can I say, I think it's a very interesting choice that you got a three-legged cat because <laughs> I feel like for me, when I moved to a new city, I got a dog and Dewey helped me make so many friends and that's because you could walk him and people love dogs so all of a sudden I was striking up conversations and I literally felt like Steve and I were like the mayors of West Hollywood because <laughs> you were the mayors of West we Hollywood knew everyone and everyone knew Dewey for like a year so it really helped a lot to this so, day yeah so it's just interesting and even now in our new city um I feel like Dewey has helped us make a lot of friends too we just had like a puppy happy hour with our neighbors the other day Cute. I, I didn't know that. So yeah. cute. It was super, super cute. So, well, Hannah's cat is actually getting his full leg amputated today. So, it's like, right this second. so oh, sending. So he's, he's becoming a three-legged cat as we're talking. So he was a three and a half-legged cat earlier. Before he was just missing yeah. his paw. Aww. He had a little yeah. nub. But have you? Do you think getting a cat has helped you make friends in a new city? Cats Surprisingly, are cats are different. But he's definitely the celebrity, and like I live in a condo building and um it's kind of weird but I like let him in the hallway and people are obsessed with him like we do like cat play dates which is like not normal for cats but I I found a way to to make him a part of my of my repertoire of my life okay good I love hearing that yeah yeah oh my gosh okay so you designate time to make friends Bumble BFF, knocking on neighbors' doors. So you're you're just honestly relentless. You were like, relentless. I will make friends. You are determined. Oh, persistence is key. Persistence is key. Obviously, respect boundaries. Um, context is important. Um, asking, like I said, asking people for help and being vulnerable. I feel like people don't really want to be friends with people that don't let them in. So really like choose vulnerability. It's kind of easy to do that when you just moved. You're like, yo, I just moved. I'm lonely. Do you want to hang out? I mean, maybe I don't lead with that, but it does come up. Um, Those are, yeah, those are my biggest. And like set time with yourself, not just set time to communicate with other people. Like I, I set time like every two weeks to evaluate how I feel about friendships in my life in general. And 
I think people do that maybe with their relationships in romantic sense, like unintentionally, but I feel like you have to water your friendships just like you have to water your romantic relationships. And that includes checking in, like, how do I feel about this right now? Do I feel like my social life reflects like what I want in my day to day at this point? Do I feel good about how I'm communicating with my friends? Do they feel good? Should I ask them? I don't know, like that kind of check in. I just love you really truly do treat your friendships as like most people treat romantic relationships, which I think is very <laughs> unique. You are you are kind of the definition of romantic friendship and big friendship, which you read that book with with us. Yes. Too, didn't you? I loved big friendship. Yes. I mean, when I visited you, Ray, I feel like we just did everything that a couple does. Oh, we were like, let's yes. go have a bottle of wine on the beach and then like very romantic dates with each other. But that's fun. Oh, Why not? I know. I love yeah. that. And you got to hang out with me too. Exactly. I finally <laughs> met Christina in person. We've we've been um I know. just unknown people to each other. <laughs> we had margaritas and tacos. It was so delicious. So delicious. I think about those tacos all the time. Except we left and Hannah and I were like, we just like scarfed way more food. You're pregnant at the time than you. You were pregnant. You like were barely eating. And Hannah and I were like, we just ate so much more compared to Christina. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, oh I don't God. remember that part. I was like, she has really bad morning sickness. It's fine. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, but. I I remember that one thing I remember about that, Christina, is how kind you are to wait staff. That like really stuck oh, out to me. Really? And that's yes, and that's something I look for in friendship is like how they treat service staff. Cause I feel like that tells who people are. Oh, um well, and I was you. like, oh my god, Christina's over like overly kind to this this waiter, which is good. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Another thing I don't remember. Um but- <laughs> I, I appreciate that. And I do think it's very important to, well, to treat everyone kindly, but yes, yes, I do know that I've been with people who have been super rude to wait staff and I'm like, Oh, it is just, it, it is telling of their character. For sure. Yeah. I, I told both of you that in certain instances where I've mm-hmm. been with someone and I'm like, Oh my God, this is making me question our whole friendship. Literally. Oh I was oh. like, get out, <laughs> get out, get out. Um, Oh, well, I think you're doing such a great job at, I mean, I, I think moving to a new city in a pandemic and honestly you're thriving. And I think it really has comes down to your positivity and comes down to making time and making an effort. And you're not waiting for things, especially when it comes to friendships to just come to you. Like you are working at it and you're making time for it. And I think that's a big thing. I think I, I, when I moved to LA just didn't really try. And I was like, Oh, I'm like so lonely. I don't really have many friends. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to make one friend day a week and started DMing people and like, that and that's when it changed so I think those are kind of the two things that stick out to me about you Hannah when moving to a new city is you have to be positive and also make time and put in work to establish friends friendships yeah for sure but also don't be too hard on yourself if because mm. I'm thinking back to when the time that you're recalling about your life Ray. like sometimes it's just you don't have the mental capacity to kind of reach out and you just didn't at the time and like that's okay too things happen kind of how they're supposed to um right I feel like you went through like big changes because obviously you moved to LA a couple years ago but then you also you moved with your boyfriend so I feel like your life in LA really started almost last year wouldn't you say yeah it's so funny you say that because I think I've talked to Hannah about this and my mom about this like I feel like my life really didn't start in LA until like yeah 20 really 2020 because 2019 I, I moved on to, into my first apartment in February February 1st of 2019 and that was just like a oh my god I was like that was a really really sad time I like look back at videos and photos and I'm just like kind of a shell it was I didn't realize how hard it was for me and then it was like 2020 we were you know we like had become really close I had moved into a new place where I felt like the energy was like good I didn't have cockroaches and I was just in such a better place and it just started like I was like okay yes and then the pandemic hit and I was like mother oh and um it was like 2020 was so well the loneliest 
year of like my life. I remember I sat down, I was getting my, it was when I got the bangs, a pivotal moment in my life. <laughs> and um, my hair lady was like, whose name is Milady. <laughs> Milady, you know. <laughs> I know a lady. She was like, and we're really close. And she was like, I've been thinking about you so much. This is when salons had like opened for a, at a time. And she was like, I, I just have been thinking about you because you're like alone. And I just, you know, like I go out to you. I know this must have been hard. And I just was like, oh my god like could i could it was like a, a physical reaction and i just started crying and then i had therapy that same afternoon and i couldn't even say the word lonely or alone without crying my eyes out and i was like holy shit and i think a lot of people experienced that in the pandemic who lived alone um and it was like really hard. So I am very glad that I chose to stay in LA because now I feel like I'm like, okay, I'm here, I'm committing and it's kind of like a fresh start. And I am very similar to Hannah. Um, well, I, with reaching out to people, going on friend dates, hikes, whatever, and just like committing and being like, okay, this is where I am. I'm not in this limbo of like, maybe I'll move to Denver. Maybe I'll move to Austin. Maybe I'll stay here. <laughs> I think when you're in that limbo, it's hard to like commit to a place and go all in. But yeah, your social are. life is thriving. It's like hard <laughs> to keep up with. Honestly. I know. And that's what's Which one is of, great. One of the signs from the universe that I think I needed to stay in LA was I was on the plane, getting on the plane to LA. And this girl, Rosie, messaged me on Instagram, who I met at our launch party. She came to our launch party. Mm -hmm. She's a girl from New Zealand. And um, we had followed each other on Instagram and kind of just like, known each other on Instagram and she messaged me as I was getting on the plane like let's get together and we got together and we just like hit it off so well and just like it, it was one of those times where this doesn't happen all the time but like instant friends instant like connection um and then also like your the friends you introduced me to Susie and like all of them have been mm -hmm. so nice and just like we've been you know outside and like it's just been so nice. And I'm like, wow, I feel like I actually have like people here and it's, you know, and obviously you and now Nico, my new BFF, <laughs> but that was a very long winded answer to say that it takes. Well, time. you can get into that cycle of being like, I don't have friends. I don't have friends. I don't have friends. And then it kind of prevents you. Yes. That's I get it, but it prevents you from making friends. Because you've just like, created that for yourself almost. Yeah. And I was in you that. really have made the effort. So I'm proud of you too, mm -hmm. because you recognize that you needed that. And you're like, okay, mm -hmm. I got to do something about it. Well, thanks guys. And you did. Do you feel like your friendships have changed since having Nico? Yes, in a sense. Um, but I, I just think that it's so weird. As soon as I had the baby, I felt like I made so many more friends instantaneously, which is something I was really, really scared of. I, I've talked about this before, but I was like so scared of like losing all of my friends once I had the baby. Um, also, I'm realizing like I don't call him by his first name. I know you always call him the baby. <laughs> I know. I, I asked you the other day. I was like, what do you call? What do you call Nicholas? Like, do you call him Nicholas or Nico? He's like, I think I just call him the baby. <laughs> I, was like, I, I was like, I think I do, too. Um, anyways. I was so worried about losing so much of my friendships. And I think that my existing friendships have changed a little bit. Um, but I have also developed all these new friendships and people that I've known from high school and college all of a sudden started reaching out to me, which I was really, really surprised about. Um, it's like once you become a mom, you're all of a sudden in like this new secret club that you didn't even know existed. Like even I have like a group of best friends from college and we all have a group chat that we're chatting in every single day. And once I was like pregnant, all of a sudden I got invited to another side group chat that I didn't even oh know existed within the moms of the group. The moms. And I was like, wow. I was like, I didn't even know y'all were chatting on the side like this. <laughs> um, but they were. And it is. It's because it, it really is like having a kid is a completely different world. And um, yeah. And I do think that unless you have a kid or you're pregnant, you just like really can't understand that. Um, so it's so nice having people who know what you're going through, who know you can talk about it with. And like, I have friends from college who all of a sudden are like giving me, like messaging me saying, hey, this is like the code to log into this like sleeping program. You should really look into it. Or like sending me stuff for the baby, people who I haven't like spoken to in years. And it's just like really, really sweet. 
it's this new club. Um, but also I realized that as a mom, you have so much in common with other people that you can join so many different clubs and reach out. So like if you're a mom and you want to make friends, I would say go to places where other moms are, right? Like you can yeah. go to the public library. The public library has amazing classes for little kids, even for little babies. And when you're there, you're going to meet other moms or you can go mm. to the playground, go to bring your kids to the playground and there's going to be kids with their moms there. And all you have to do is strike up a conversation. That mom is I'm telling you, tired of talking to her two-year-old at the same time, like <laughs> youth adult conversation. Um, there's also like different programs, like mommy me programs in every single city. I couldn't even believe how many of them there were. People are like, are you joining this mommy me program? Are you joining this mommy me program? So there's so many ways to make friends as a mother. It's pretty amazing. I, I feel like um, maybe the pandemic would make this hard, but I think I would use my kid to make friends like do you want to play day like we could be friends we're well, already doing it. that with your cat that's true that's true no 100 percent. i've already started doing that for sure yeah you know like I, the babies are so young they're not even really gonna know it but that's not what matters 100 <laughs> i think that what you said christina is important too like having I think obviously you're always going to have friendships who are in different places of life like you and I are in very different places but mm-hmm. um also it's important to have I think friends who are in similar places like moms who you can talk to who know what 100%. you're sure. going through and having that and Hannah and I always joke like bitch if you get a boyfriend before me this is going to be bad bad because I don't know going through this single phase of life I this might be selfish but I'm very thankful that I have friends who are also in this single phase of life because I feel sympathetic for people who are the single friend and maybe all their friends are married or in serious relationships because it is different Mm -hmm. when you have single friends to be able like just like how if you had no mom friends that would be hard Mm -hmm. like I think just having female friendships who are in similar areas or or even like I felt like whenever we were always hanging out I was always bringing Steve around like I felt like I was always like the only married friend you know what I mean? Yeah. But I guess Steve is always Steve is part of the clique. I will say, Christina, you're like, I have, this is not like, you are so good at, even though you're married, you don't, it's like, you're not married. No, that's not it. That's <laughs> Steve, Steve, that's not what I mean, Steve. But like, you just are always up for anything. You're always up to do stuff. And I think that, I, I don't know. I will say, I, I have found it like difficult now, like, for me, it's like a challenge. Like even with you, Ray, like I introduced Ray to some of our friends and that are, that are now hanging out, which is amazing. And I want that, but I get a sense of FOMO and it's like, it mm. sucks. You know what I mean? I'm like, I feel left out, but at the same time, I can't do everything. You know what I mean? So like there is definitely like a fine balance, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, well, for sure. that's even more so with having a kid than just like being in a relationship. Um, but maybe not too. you know what I mean? You have to make time for multiple people in your life. And you have to give to yourself too at a certain point. Like you can't kind of give to your child, your husband, 12,000 friends, your Instagram following, and then still like care about Christina. But yeah, but I don't, I, I don't know if you listen to our birth chart episode with um, Alice, I'm someone who like needs to have people around all the time. Got it. So okay, I, I don't really think I have a question that. for you, Christina, because this is one thing I think we need to work on. Not we, me. So I, and I think some people get into this. Like, I'm like, oh, so the other day, Susie was out getting a drink with people and they, and I was like, oh my God, should I text Christina? But then I was like, oh, she's probably busy with the baby. And that's on me mm-hmm. that I should just text you mm-hmm. and yeah, say, you text me. <laughs> yeah. And just yeah. say like, okay. But that's like, and I think a lot of people do that where they're like, oh, it's a, you know, Saturday, like Christina's, and that's my fault. And I think that's one thing I just need to always be like, just just send the text well I it's think, up to christina to say no exactly yeah. i think that a lot of people like struggle with that with, with all their relationships mm-hmm. but i definitely like that has always been my biggest fear because as a new mom and like now having way more responsibilities is you'd rather like turn something down mm-hmm. right than not be invited but then sometimes i'm like okay if you're turning things down so much then people are gonna like stop inviting you you know what i mean but it's always better to, I think, overextend and let people say no than to not, if mm-hmm. that makes any sense. Yeah, and you two are close enough friends. Like, you could have that conversation of, Christina, don't forget about me. And yeah, <laughs> like, sure. well, this is what I'm thinking when I'm about to text you. And then 
just, yeah, but I understand like how you would feel too. It's like, yeah, you know I mean, I get both, both parts of it. And honestly, it's like a lot of pressure and it sucks for me as someone who like loves having so much friends to like say no mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. to say like, I can't do that or to, or even to realize I don't want to do that. And that's been like super hard to realize. And, I, but I think that if you are a new mom and you value your friendships and your life changes so much, then you have to put the effort in for those friends too. You know what I mean? Because you can't expect people to always constantly reach out to you. And I think that I'm guilty of that as well. I think if you want to make plans, like you can put that effort in too. Um, and just because your life is so busy and I'm only thinking about this, as I say it for the first time, realizing, realizing that I don't do that as much either. But I know for me, like there are certain times, like I can't do things at night. Like at night is hard right now. Like I freaking like can't get, figure out this kid's nap schedule. I'm like praying like every single time I put him in his bassinet, please sleep. You know what I mean? But I could do things during the day. And Steve and I do a lot of things during the day. So like I can like work on doing more day dates, like on the weekends and stuff like that. And uh, that's good for me to know. Yeah, exactly. Or like and all of friends whom I think that's like whether you're in the same place, like Hannah and I are in different places, just like communicating and being like, when is a good time because i am like oh nighttime like that's right and then you're like no actually Mm -hmm. see i don't know Mm -hmm. this is good yeah absolutely i mean because like nighttime is like nighttime is like turn down time bath time like baby time and then that is like the time where i feel like i that's my favorite time to spend with my son and i think the most important because we're still trying to figure out that whole routine but during the day I'm I'm ready. <laughs> I can leave. So it you're saying sleep. we need to go to like a bottomless brunch? Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. <gasps> Hannah, can you please come to Los Angeles and yes. go to a bottomless brunch? Bottomless brunches are my favorite. I don't know what it is about those mimos. I can just have like twelve. And <laughs> I'm so happy. Oh my gosh, I'm so not into it. I would just take the champagne straight. I don't need the OJ. <laughs> <laughs> oh it. my god. No, but I think that just I think what we're realizing is that. One, friendships are so important no matter what stage of life and that you have to make the effort and you have to see both sides. Um, And I think that also maybe just not putting so much pressure on it because friendships are supposed to be fun. You know what I mean? And stressing out so much about like hanging out with someone, um, then all of a sudden like you take the enjoyment out of it, you know? So true. Just do what Ray and I do and just do romantic dates and that makes it really fun or or just like right now there's so many things if you like activities or hobbies that's such a great way to make friends too my friend moved to new york city and all of a sudden she was joining kickball leagues and this and that and like they had that in every single city you just have to look for it Mm -hmm. and i think in a pandemic like hannah those like when i feel like things are starting to get a little bit back to to, to normal and those things will be happening but I think Hannah, the tips that you shared of like Bumble BFF going for hikes or doing, you know, COVID, you can do like COVID safe things and still meet friends, but you do have to make that, you know, initiative more of like virtually at the, t- at the moment. Um, but I guess what's like, do you have any last takeaways around what it's been like moving to a new city and making friendships as an adult or anything you want to share? Um, Just take time to do it. That's my biggest thing is seriously set aside time and be patient. Like if someone doesn't respond to you in 12 hours, they don't hate you. <laughs> like I'm kind of an obsessive like person like that. Like why are, was it, did, did I interpret the, the friend date differently? But they just like are busy. Like it's okay. Just chill and text someone else. You it's know, great. it's funny. I used to get like that too. But I have like a hundred unread text messages and, <laughs> and I realized that like, gosh, like it is so not personal. You know so what I mean? not because personal. I like forget to answer people. Sometimes I'm like, fuck. Um, and I mean to, I just like my mind is so all over the place. Yeah. And then I just have to remind myself like in that, in that scenario, no one's thinking about other people. Like everyone is like naturally a narcissist. They're not thinking like, oh, I don't like this person. I'm not going to respond. They're just doing their own thing. Except for you are, you are doing that with the clicker girl. 
you're like, oh, I have thought about this a lot. And actually, I have done that purposely before, too. So I guess yeah, it just depends. That's true. It's true. But still, no one, I, there's this fun. 99% of the time. Yes. It's not a big deal. Totally. Yeah. No one cares about you as much as you care about yourself. And I think we spoke 100%. about this. I think we spoke about this before, but um, just some takeaways too. Obviously, Bumble BFF Hannah has used. I know for me, um, I love Facebook groups. EDP Moms, Ooh. EDP Mamas. I think that's what it's called. What does that stand for? Um, Everyday Pursuit Moms. It's oh, actually okay. Torres's. She was on the Mom Pregnancy Mom episode that we did. It's her Facebook group and there's like a couple thousand people in it, and it's amazing. And you totally like. There's people like I'm in Baltimore. Um, are there any moms in here? I'd like love to go to the park together. Um, so I think that just putting yourself out there in these Facebook groups, these like niche Facebook groups help so much as well. If you're looking to make new friends. So true. And I live in a city where there's obviously like a lot going on like you guys, but um, there's like micro influencers of people kind of sharing like what's going on in the city and they do meetups um, and you can like go to those kind of meetups of, like-minded people that are looking to do similar activities. So stuff like that as well. What what tips do I have to share? Sliding into Instagram DMs is my number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what else? How else have I made? Honestly, all I'm like, I've made friends through Instagram DMs. That's it. And friends of friends. I feel like and friends, friends, and friends of friends. Yes, yes, yes. The, the secret is getting friends with someone who has a good group of friends and then yes. you have a friend group 100% yeah so when you go on friend dates tell me how many other friends do you have <laughs> <laughs> what kind of things do you guys like to do you do something tomorrow <laughs> oh my gosh yeah. well sure. Hannah thank you so much for joining us this was fun I love you both so much oh, and you too we'll hang out next time you're grateful. Grateful. I know. Back on the- oh, and then I get to meet baby. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to call him by his name because I guess you don't either. So <laughs> we just call the baby. The baby. The baby. I see Dewey in the background too. Or I did see him. Yeah, he's Looking there. Cute. He he's <laughs> oh, well, Hannah, I just love you so much. And thank you for sharing mm-hmm. your wisdom with us because you are the queen of female friendships. And I think this is really helpful to hear from you. And get your insight on making friends especially in general but moving to a new city it's scary and you're thriving and showing us that you can thrive and move and you'll be just fine so oh thanks babe love you thank you so much hannah Bye. bye Thank you so much for tuning in today. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes on our website, theconfidentcollective.com and find us on Instagram at Confident Collective. And if you really loved what you heard, screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it in your stories and don't forget to tag us.